All right, what's up? Welcome to the High Button Podcast. My name's Justin Belanger. I love that song. Um, I appreciate you tuning in to the High Button Podcast. I wake up every single day, and every single day it seems like there's a new podcast popping up left, right, center. So the fact that you're tuning in here with me at the High Button, just know that I do truly appreciate it. Uh, it is Good Friday. Everyone has the day off. I hope you're doing. I hope you're doing something that you wouldn't be able to do when you're working your full time job. Maybe you are. Maybe you're painting, uh, painting a sailboat on a sunny day in the water. Obviously, it's a sailboat. Maybe you are mowing your lawn. Or no, you probably can't mow a lawn and listen to a podcast. It'll be too loud. Maybe maybe you're in your garage sanding a table, getting ready to stain it because that's your side hustle. You you make furniture, you make tables and sell them on Kijiji. Maybe you are... You're painting your face because you're a big Leafs fan. There's a big Leafs game tonight. Maybe you're doing that. Maybe you are taping your hockey stick heel to toe, black, white, or black tape, white tape. Maybe you are getting groceries. Maybe you are, well, that's enough of that. You could be doing anything. So whatever you're doing, thank you. Appreciate that you uh, have tuned in here. Today's episode, we have a great, well, not a great, an amazing guest, a good friend of mine. I could say great. He might be offended if I don't say great. He's a Cape Bretoner. He doesn't care. Did I just offend Cape Bretoners? Okay. Today's episode, we have Wayne Bedecki. Wayne is a good friend of mine. We play junior A hockey for the Metro Marauders and Halifax Lions. He's kind of turned into a rock star overnight. He, you know, he he plays the guitar. He sings. He does it all. He's multi-talented. Some guys just have it all. Some guys are great athletes. They got the look. They know how to sing. They know how to play the guitar. They know how to treat people. Bedecki's just one of those guys. He has all the gifts. He's wrapped them all up together, and now he's kind of a superstar. The opportunities that have landed in this guy's lap in the past six months are incredible. I'm not going to talk about them on the intro because he'll tell you um, he'll tell you here on the podcast. Uh, but it's always great to see this guy whenever he's in Halifax. He's a Cape Bretoner, so he talks all the time. Whenever he comes on, I don't worry because he's just going to talk the whole time. And I just sit here and listen go, are you serious? Are you serious? And that's pretty much it. So it's going to be a great time. Hi, Button. You know what comes next. Here we go. Yeah. What? <laughs> Nothing. No, we're going. It, it's better. You start natural. Yeah. No. What's up? Nothing, buddy. What's up with you? I'm happy you're here. It's good to be back. I for always, a while. What? Oh, I thought you said you know what. No, I said it's been a while. Whenever I said in the intro, whenever a Cape Bretner comes on, I know my job's going to be easy. <laughs> I just sit back and I just let you talk. <laughs> I think last time I was here, we actually finished the interview. And then we were just, we shut it off. And then we were sitting here and it was like another hour. And you were like, I should have just let this keep rolling. Well, let's just make that hour this hour. We'll just keep rolling. Do you know what we were talking about? No, I don't remember. Well, I was saying also in the intro that opportunities have been falling in your lap left right and center and yeah. i didn't want to i didn't want to say what it was in the intro because yeah. i want you to be able to talk about it and tell the people about what's going on so essentially one thing we had we, we grabbed coffee about a coffee about a month ago yeah. and you said that your life has just changed dramatically things that you've been changing in your life and how you've been able to you didn't use the word magic but what you used one word that that caught my eye, caught my ear. You're just like the opportunities that have been falling in my lap due to the fact that I've changed this in my life. It's just been unbelievable. And I've tried, I haven't really succeeded so far because it's a lot of commitment, but talk about your life and, and what you've been doing and yeah, essentially cool. how you're just killing it right now. Yeah. I don't know if it's like opportunities 
fallen fallen into my lap, but it's more so like I'm aware of what's going on around me now. So yeah. like when things are kind of coming, I can just kind of accept them and, yeah. and go along with it. So it's recently recently gone sober. Yeah. 75 days now, so it's a big big life change there for me. Especially if people if people who know me, <laughs> if I was like, "What? How?" How do you? But, uh, so even when you go out with your buddies, still like if you. When was the yeah. last time you went to a bar sober, like with your buddies? Oh well, I have to go like playing music, right? I'm I'm out almost every week. So how do you bar, yeah. how do you just not have a beer then? Uh oh, there's a lot more to it than just that, right? Well then, that's yeah. what we're that's what we're here for. Yeah, don't yeah, don't, cool. don't say long story, like because that's what we're here <laughs> for. You got to tell the story. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, like when it's been a long time coming, like you know, started junior days. It was you know. Always a big party with us. Yeah, always. I think, we, uh, I think me and Poppy always had the party apartment. And then, uh, I don't know, kind of rolled into the, the Molson Core sales rep days. I did that for a long time. And then uh, when I put that down, I kind of thought things were going to start turning around. Like, it, it kind of, I don't know, choice to go sober, it, it's not just like, oh, I don't want to drink anymore. It's because things start becoming, like, difficult. Like everyday tasks. Everyday tasks become difficult. Like, things can get... You can start isolating yourself. Yeah. And you can mask it, right? And that's what I was really good at. Yeah. I was really good at masking that. Like, everything's good. Everything's all right. I had a smile on my face. I was still doing things and accomplishing things. Yeah. But, like, internally, it wasn't cool. Like, you're a functioning alcoholic. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, functioning alcoholic, functioning yeah. addict. Yeah, for sure. So, it just got to the point where, like, I know things kept happening, and I just... I, I don't know. It was almost like... I was talking about it the other day. that The more that was getting accomplished... Like, the more sad, the, like, that side of things gets. Yeah. Because, like, you almost have these goals set in your life. And, you know, we've set expectations for ourselves from, you know. Day one. From day one, right? And you think that when you get there, it's going to be all, you know, rainbows and butterflies and all that, right? Yeah. And, like, what was happening to me was, like, I was getting, like, kind of ticking the things off the list. And then I'd be like, okay, well, I did that. That didn't work. Like, I'm still not happy internally, like. So then, you know, I'd go on to something else. I'd be able to tick that off the list and be like, well, that didn't work. You know, you can move, you can change your locations, you can change what you need. Yeah. But, like, you just bring yourself with you. So then, like, when I started doing music, and it was kind of like, oh, man, finally. Like, I'm doing music now. I can just be happy. Yeah. Like, I'm finally doing what I want to do. Like, you kind of making the choice to do this, right? And then it was like, you know, I can finally be happy now. I'm doing music. And it's just not the case because it's that same thing. Like, you bring yourself with you. So it's like there was more internal things going on. And then uh, just before Christmas, there was a Cape, Cape Breton uh, Music Industry Cooperative Contest, a CB Mike Contest okay. for emerging artists. Yeah. And it was an opportunity to open at Center 100 for Tips Eve. And it was open for Pretty Archie, Carmen Townsend, and Slow Coaster, which are like bands who I looked up to. Oh, sick. You know, all the time. And so anyway, I finished top three, so I got to, to play a showcase set for you that. You finished top three? Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. And that's, that's unreal, man. You're overplaying yeah. that like that's not a big deal. No, that's no, insane. No, no. That's like it. that's yeah, unreal. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, it was cool, man. It was a cool night. So is that Center 200 right before Christmas? Tips Eve. Yeah. Did yeah. A little showcase set. That's Center 200. Center 200, man. Wow. Last time I stood centerized there, I probably slashed you in the back of the legs. <laughs> <laughs> that's unreal. <coughs> yeah, Good but, for you, man. That's so cool. Yeah, it was cool. But that was kind of like, I don't know. Before that, I was kind of in a spot where it's like, man. Like, something needs to change. Try to pull the mic a bit closer. Sorry. You know, it was getting to a point where it was like something needs to change. Yeah. And uh, then when I got to that point and I did that, and I was kind of like, I remember being backstage with all them and 
and in my head I was kind of like, this should be like one of the coolest nights ever. Ever. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, this is where I wanted to be. Like, this is where I tr- wanted to, you know, when I started music, this is the point I wanted to get to. And then, like, when you internally are miserable and you can't enjoy it, it's it's scary. You're just like, this was it. Like, yeah. so it's like, now what? Uh, so, like, so I you're knew, at the pinnacle of your career. You should be pumped and you're just in the dumps. Yeah, like, things were happening. Like, good things were happening from it. And I, like, wasn't enjoying it because I was, you know. So was that the moment where you're like, I need to change something? Or was there a moment no, before? No, it, it was before that. That was, like, the, the definite end end point well it kind of led up but uh i think like at the end of last summer just like gigging so hard and playing so hard that there's so much you know drinking and, and partying and, and using yeah. some stuff and all that that like it just got to a point where i hit a wall and i'm like man this can't happen anymore like you know as much as i'm playing and loving music yeah. it's like at what cost you know relationships you know family well, I was going to ask you, you know, that. You're making some issues with your buddies. and Did buddies or family, anyone come up to you and say you need to change anything? Or was it all you? Yeah, for sure. So kind of what happened, like at the end of last summer, uh, I reached out to a guy because, you know, it was just getting kind of bad. And you start isolating yourself and it can get dark. And, yeah. And you don't know what to do, though, right? Like, because we're raised, like, especially as hockey players, you like. Tough it up. Tough it out. Yeah. Like, figure it out. Like, you know, push through it, man. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. And I did that for way too long. Yeah, and I tried like years, you know, being like, ah, and like tomorrow I'll figure it out, I'll figure it out, I'll figure it out, and it, it dates back to like you know, there's other mental mental health issues that can happen that like, if they were dealt with earlier, it may not have you know, the issues may not have gotten that far, right? Of course, and it may not, like, but they were they were undealt with because it was the same yeah. same kind of mentality. It's like, oh no, push through it, man. You're tough. Like you can do this. Yeah. So that's kind of the route you're taught like as a young age especially like a male in sports and stuff right and that's the biggest mistake you can make big time for sure so that adds up over time but you just keep trying to push it but nothing gets better yeah so then at the end of last summer i was gigging pretty hard and things were going well but you know there's a lot of partying and using and uh i remember there's one night and it's kind of like the reason why i want to be open about like what i'm doing and how the like recovery can happen and like it's it, it, there is some light on the it's other possible. side. Yeah, life goes on, man. Like, you know, I'm I couldn't be happier right now. Like, 75 days in. Obviously, there's a lot more I need to figure out and learn. And I'm not like better, but 75 days sober, man. I'd say you're doing better than most. Yeah, for sure. But uh, anyway, like when I was at the point at the end of the summer, like the reason I want to be open about it is because if there was a guy in Toronto who I could relate to, his name's Jay Andrews. Sticks back in the yeah, day. Yeah, he's the DJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, back yeah. in the day when I was doing the Molson Day series, he was DJing around. I know him. Yeah, so he's in Toronto now. He does like drum and fresh and McCausen. We grew up in the same neighborhood right down the street yeah, in Rockingham. Yeah, cool. yeah. So I knew him in the Halifax days. And then just like when I was getting to that point at the end of the summer, he was very open about his recovery on Instagram. And, uh, you know, he's always saying like how far along he was and, and always like just cool spiels about it and, you know, what tools he used. And I remember it was like late night and I was just at the point, like, I was like, I need to do something. And I sent him a message. Wicked. Right. So like he, he, he was open about his, and if I didn't reach out to him that night, like just with any guidance, cause I didn't just didn't know. Cause there was how many times did I say like, no, I'm not going to drink tonight or I'm not going to do this. Tonight. Yeah. And yeah, he just it doesn't happen. Maybe one night. Well, maybe from you doing this, someone's going to open up to you. Well, yeah, and that's like kind of someone's going to say, my "Listen, reason why I'm completely open." And even when people ask, like, I don't hide it at all. I'm like, hey, yeah, man, like I'm in recovery, like, you know, yeah. all that, just in case, like, because if if Jay didn't do that, 
and I didn't reach out to him. Like, Who knows? I, well, yeah, I wouldn't be sitting here having the same conversation. That's for sure. Wow. But I didn't. I didn't listen to him completely right away. Yeah, he was telling me all the things I needed to hear. Is he? I know you were telling me that you are in one of these programs, the yeah. steps. Did he go into one of those as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So was... I'm very interested about these steps and these classes and surrounding yourself with people that have the exact same. It's, you said it's a disease, right? Yeah. So yeah, with the sure. exact same disease. Talk about your first time going into one of these classes, if you don't mind. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, they're not classes. They're meetings. Meetings. Right? Sorry. So, sorry. there's different fellowships. And I, okay. I, I use three different ones. And I'm going to fuck up a bunch here when it comes <laughs> to the terms here. <laughs> yeah, I, probably, I, I probably will, okay, too. Okay. Good, good. But uh, anyway, after I reached out to him, one thing he kept saying, like, he was telling me all these things in these messages. And he was sending me so much stuff about his, his journey and his experience and all that. And it was always talking about, you know, I heard some cool things in his messages. But at the end, it always said, like, get into a meeting and you know so i was taking everything else he was saying except for the meeting and i was like oh, man, i can't walk into one of those things because it's scary right like of course and you're like oh man or or you start saying like no i'm not that bad man yeah. but because it's all fear-based and then you're lying to yourself and yeah. all that stuff right and then i kind of told my brother and uh my brother and cousin were two guys who were like you know i kind of let in back then yeah and i said hey man like i just want to let you guys know like i know it's kind of going downhill right now but I've reached out to a guy and I told him, I'm like, I'm going to try to figure this out. And that was like September. This was a while ago. Yeah. But then nine months ago. Yeah. And then like, because I was only listening to what I wanted to hear, what Jay was telling me, it didn't work. I didn't go to a meeting. I was like, Oh yeah, cool. And I tried a couple little things. Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work. Right. And then at Christmas, like when I got there, like Christmas was just, you know, can was get it? pretty ugly yeah it's did you weird... go back to cape breton yeah yeah i was back there and then it was like after that my brother kind of like had a shout out and he's like look man like i know you're we were talking about like you know you reached out to this guy he's like whatever you're doing obviously didn't work because it's almost like you're worse now than it was so he's like so let's figure this out and good that... for your brother oh 100 yeah i owe him to like yeah oh, man. step up to the plate yeah he he did everything for me right so but it was Jay, it was definitely reaching out to Jay and Jay being open online first gave me that like pathway to to lead me right and then when Brett reached back out to be like look man like we got to figure something out I was like I was so done I'm just like absolutely like I have to so he's like come stay with me all that so I went up moved moved in with him and his girlfriend like thank God they were there they were like angels for me man they you know it was kind of like uh, the boys weren't allowed over and really and all that yeah so as far as the first meeting went. I came up to Halifax the Monday, Tuesday night was the first meeting. Uh, Brett and Cousiner came with me to like drop me off and like walk in with me. So they came in the first meeting with you? They didn't come in the meeting, they went into the building. So they just waited in the lobby? Yeah, yeah, and we were like hanging out and I was like, all right. This so is I, it. I walked up the stairs and like I saw the room and I just kind of stopped. And I was like, whew, I don't know, man. I don't what? know if I really need this, whatever. And I was like just kind of like killing time. Like I knew I had like... 10 minutes before it started. Were you the first one there? Or were there other people No, there's in people there in the meeting already. So what's the feeling when you're sitting there just waiting for the class to start? Are you just thinking... Well, I wasn't I in there yet. This is still in the lobby. Oh, you're... Okay, But okay, I went okay. upstairs, so they were downstairs. And then I was standing there, and I was like, oh, I just kind of, like, stopped. Like, oh, man. Your whole body froze. Froze. Eh? Frozen. Frozen. And I was, like, going to turn around and just go, like, I don't know what I... I wasn't going to leave. Like, I knew I was going to go in. Yeah. But I just couldn't get... And then I turned around and looked over my shoulder, and Brett and Brad were coming up the stairs behind me. And I was like, oh, man, I got to go now. I just know the feeling. I don't know the feeling, but... 
yeah. I just know the the level of nervousness you were at. And it, oh my god, man, you know, it was, it's yeah, it's just I know but, it's almost like when you're walking. Actually, you know what? What am I saying? I can't relate to that at all. That's a completely different. Nah, you probably that, had a similar e- feeling. Okay, anyway, way out of the comfort zone. But I remember even like after like looking back, I was sitting down with cousin, and we were chatting. And he was like, "Man," he's like. I could only imagine what you were feeling like that day. It was because I, when I came up and you were about to go in, my heart was beating. He was like, I could feel it like beating. Because essentially, you're just opening yourself up to a whole yeah. other world. You're like, okay, yeah, I got a problem. Yeah. This is that's a yeah. and that's tough for yeah, a lot of people it, right? to do. Big time. Yeah. As soon as you walk into that room, it's like, okay, I got a problem. Yeah, but as soon as you walk into those rooms, it's like the weight of the world came really? off my shoulders, man. It's really? like it was like five minutes in there, and I was just like, huh. breathe. It's two things happen. One, you're relieved. You're like, okay, there's answers. And two, you're like, so, you're like, oh, it's when it, it's a strange feeling when you realize that you do have to be there. Well, well what was that? Like admitting, like when you're hearing what they're talking about and, and what like, they're oh, sharing, okay. and you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like I definitely do need to be here, because it's all, like all the symptoms and all this, you know things that happen there's all coping mechanisms right for like your fears and your anxieties and all that so like what happens in these meetings is people share their stories and share their experience and share their recovery and you realize that like everything that's been going on inside of your head is going on in their head that's been messing you up and and, you know making you turn towards that is like so similar to every single one else who has the same issue so, and, it, and that's what they are, right? You, you sit there and you share because every time you go in there, you hear something. And it's like they're picking it out of your brain. So when you first hear it, you're just like, it's such a relief. Because you're like, oh, I just thought I was insane. Yeah. Like I thought my I thought I was insane inside of my head. Yeah. But it's not because I have this disease that other people have. But when you sit down and you and you help each other with it, and that's all it is, like, you know, it's yeah. kind of like the what now. Once you get over the first hump, then it's like the what now. Like, yeah. how do I go about? daily life now when that's how we used to always go about it like you know more times than not so now they share their experience on you know things that happen now even some of them years and years and years clean or sober and they still have to you know check in with themselves and and still things happen that wow you know that the meetings help because you hear other people who deal with the same things right but yeah it's i'm glad i walked in man man changed my, changed my life i'm so happy for you man yeah, i'm proud of you too it's a long road too right like it can get dark it can get, you can isolate yourself it gets get it gets strange so you don't know like you know you get in denial about it and yeah. all that stuff and and i was the best like, i was i was the best at showing up with a smile on my face for, well you were you fooled years, me man everybody right but like inside it's like ah. you're tied up and then it's sometimes like you need to hit you need to go too far to really realize, but yeah, yeah, it just got to the point, man, where I was like, I'm done messing things up and I'm not enjoying life, you know. It gets, I, yeah. it gets gets weird. But it's things like this. It's conversations like this. That, yeah. Because don't get me wrong, I think it's great that what you're doing for yourself, you're becoming yeah. more healthier mentally, physically, not drinking, not doing anything. That's great. But the am I saying, butterfly effect, the the ripple effect from mm. this is going to be tremendous. I guarantee your Instagram will be not flooded, but there'll be people messaging you saying, Hey, listen, I think I need the exact same thing. Can I come to a meeting with you? Yeah. It will happen. Cause you're, you might not know it, but you're, you're in the public eye. You're, yeah. you're, you haven't even announced what you're going to be doing yet later on oh, yeah. this summer, <laughs> but man, that's huge. Especially in, in the mental health era right now. Yeah, like, that's massive. It's so good that like you can have the conversation now, right? You don't need to tough it out. 
And it's it's definitely yeah. more acceptable. But and that's not even just for like you know alcoholism or addiction. It's yeah. that can be for for any anxiety, depression. Like yeah. it's like just going and finding like who you need to talk to is there now. Yeah. But you still you the problem is like it's still scary to go look for. What do you mean? Like it it it's still scary to get yourself prepared to reach out that first time because right? that's essentially admitting to someone that's yeah like that's yeah. where the like but the more people share and the more people are open the more comfortable other people may get but yeah. the initial like reach outs it's a hard thing to do right yeah but yeah and like i said like if jay wasn't open about his like i don't know if i would have ever found out where to turn to like or got turned the proper direction right wow so that's, you know, and so if anyone needs to reach out, like there's people to reach out to you just, but you need to find someone you can relate to and respect a little bit too. Right. But that's why I say you're the perfect guy because you have that athletic bone. You have yeah, the artistic bone sure, right? and you have the, the social bone. You have, like I said in the intro, again, you're a guy that has the whole package. You got the looks, yeah. you got the athletic ability, you have the talent. You're just the guy that can relate to so many people within Atlantic Canada. That's why I think you're a perfect role yeah. model for people yeah, to reach out to. Yeah, there's a lot of this stuff to. like in all the kind of places where i came from like you know there's a lot of guys who were playing junior hockey like when you lose hockey you lose there's this void there right yeah so you know a lot of guys get into trouble with that stuff like yeah. it, it, it takes a bad road that way right that definitely played into mine like when hockey's over it's like fuck where do you where do you feel it right yeah and then there's like the bar industry man like this is it's a wild place to live right <laughs> it's a hard place to maneuver through with yeah and you can get stuck in stuck in ruts and all that stuff right yeah and you get, you can you just get stuck in a spot and you just don't know how to get out of it, right? Oh, it's a fun time. Yeah, yeah, hear. yeah. It's fun until it's not fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a it's all yeah. fun and games until like then all of a sudden it's like this isn't that fun anymore, man. Like this is getting pretty dark and things aren't working out my way. Well, I think it's the people that realize that not even in the bar industry, but in the music industry, the industry oh, that you're man. in, man. Like we were talking right before the podcast start. It's hard to eat healthy when you're on the road every yeah, day. It's hard to. Sure. You know, to just not have that couple of beer before bed. It's hard yeah. to, to say no to some of these things that, you yeah. know, when you're living a regular, not a regular life, but a life where you have a regular routine, I guess, where you're yeah. able to eat healthy, go yeah. to bed, wake up, work out. You can't do that, especially in the bar industry as well. The, the hours are ridiculous yeah. when you're working until four in the morning yeah. and coming home at six. And, and like in the, like the bar industry and the music industry, it's like, it's such an acceptable life to live, right? Like it's so acceptable. Yeah. It's like, it's seen as the normal thing. Like, that's what you're supposed to do when you're in the bar industry, when yeah. you're in the music industry, right? So, like, it just doesn't have to be, but it doesn't have to be that way. Even now, like, I'm out all the time playing. Like, I'm enjoying it way more than I ever was. So, yeah, that's what, that was my next question. How has oh, your man. life and your, your work changed, I guess, just since like, the, the change? It's incredible. Like, now, like, when I'm playing, like, I'm actually there now. Like, I'm enjoying it So, explain it that like, in further detail though you're there. Like, I think, well, and that's just not with my music. That's just in everyday life now. Like, like in every conversation, every conversation, every, every time I, I hang out with anybody, you know, whether I'm playing a gig or having lunch with somebody or whatever it is, like I'm present all the time. Like when I'm here, like I'm here, mm. like I'm not like You're not thinking worrying about, about the things. demons and worrying about, you know, yeah. or I'm not out of my mind and I'm not just getting through it and partying and whatever. I'm not masking things like now, like when I'm hanging out with my buddies, like I'm there, like I'm so much more present now when I'm on stage, like I'm there now. You know, so it, it's just a more enjoy. Like you get so much more out of it, like that. Do you like performing sober more? I do now. Yeah, I do now. Yeah, yeah. I did. At the, not that I didn't at the start, but it took me just the comfort level. What was the adjust? What was the uh, adjust adjustment 
to it the first time? Mm, it was just so new. Yeah. Like it's just like I and I struggled to settle in on stage. I always heard. Tell me if I'm wrong, yeah. but when you're done a song and there's that two minute in between songs where you have to talk to the crowd, I heard that that's tough for some artists because when Definitely. you're up there, you're just you know you sing and then you go to the next song. But you know the period I'm talking about yeah, when you're yeah, changing yeah. songs. Was that yeah. tough for you when you're sober compared to uh, when you have a couple beers? Yeah, that's something I'm not great at. Anyway, some guys are mas- some guys master that yeah. in between. I'm not I'm not great at it. Something I want to try to work on. Yeah. Uh, the first time I got back on stage, luckily, it was a songwriter circle that I put on. Oh, yeah. And it was with two of my good buddies. Who? Uh, Rusty James and Jordan Musician. Okay. And uh, so that helped because they knew what was going on. Yeah. And they knew, like, my situation. They were, like, you know, I chatted with them guys a bunch of better. They were super supportive. And yeah. I was around them so much leading up to this that – so, like, when I was on stage – like they were, I was in between the two of them, so it just made me like, in a little comfort, comfort zone. But yeah, yeah it, it, it's just an adjustment, right? Like, like I couldn't have that beer to to loosen up at the start. Like you're just yeah. But it and that just like, it got better while I did it more. Like I just had to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't be scared to get up there and do it. Like I just had to keep doing it to get better. And now I'm fine. So in order to stay fine, though, because you're going to be in this industry for a long yeah. time, I'm assuming, and in this industry, there's always beers in the green room. There's yeah. always... So what are maybe some of the steps in order to, to avoid that and just... Because uh, the temptations yeah. are going to be there for the rest of yeah, your career. Yeah, for sure. And that, that, that's the issue. And that's why like I need to stay close to like the program I work to stay this way, right? So do you have someone that you can call at yeah, all times? Yeah, like I have a sponsor. And even just like when you get in these rooms, man, like there's so many people. Like I talk to people every day that who are... Sober? Yeah, we're in the recovery and in, the, in meetings that I'm in. And you just turn into buddies. like, and you, and you can relate to them, right? But they're always just like a phone call away. But uh, I don't know. Right now, I'm just very careful. Like when I go, like I have a plan in place. Like, so, What do you mean? Like if something happens, like if this situation pans out, like I like I, I can't stick around. Like I just go. Like oh, if you I just feel, leave? Yeah, like I just got to go Like at this point. Really? Right? It's just – but. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty comfortable in it. Like I don't, I don't mind being around it right now. Yeah. Uh, I know like a lot of people who can't. But the conversation must come up like, hey, why aren't you having a beer, Wayne? Yeah, yeah, that's really annoying. And, and he must have to answer. Yeah, and a lot of people kind of just do the like, oh, I'm just, just don't want them. But I straight up just tell them like, I open it up do right you? away. It's just easier for me. Because like, then you don't have to explain it. And again. then I don't have to explain it ever again. Like, so if I can just, and it, if I can just be open and be like, oh no, like. I'm sober. I'm clean and sober, man. Like no more beers, no more anything else. Yeah. And like, you know, in early, in the for a little while, like I was out really early back on the bars. Like I was like 15 days and I shouldn't have been out already, but I had, I had some gigs to play. And when you tell them back then, like, oh yeah, how long? And you're like, oh, 12 days. Like to them, they're like, oh, like kind of shake their head. Like who cares? Like, yeah. but like if anyone has done recovery or anyone who is, in a bad spot who try to not do it for 12 days. 12 days is a long time at the start. Yeah. Right? Like and anyone who's gone through it knows like 12 days isn't just 12 days. Like it's 12 days. But now that I'm further along, when I open it up and they're like, they're like, oh, how long? And I tell them, they're like, oh, wow. But the music industry is so supportive, similar as like the hockey community would really? be. Because they're so respectful of it, right? Like, and they're so supportive. They're just like, man, they're so happy. They're just like, good for you, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because there's a lot of guys, like, you lose a lot of guys, right, from addiction and from, like, through that. And you know there's a lot of guys in the industry who need help. 
need help, right? And won't get out. So like when you tell them, they're just, they're like, man, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. And they genuinely mean it, right? So I find it easier to just straight up be on the table with it. That's great. And not, not like it, it makes some people uncomfortable, but that's not the point of it. Like it's just, yeah. I'd have a hard time like trying to maneuver through the night. Yeah. Just trying to like get through it, get a, get around it and avoid it. Like, but if you're open, People just respect it, and like I'm still myself. Like, I haven't changed as a person. Yeah. So I'm still around. I'm still hanging out. Like I'm still doing the same things. So that, like I haven't changed that much on that, on that side of things. Mm. But if I'm open about it, like as soon as they see that, they're they're comfortable around it again too. And, and it, it's one. There's it, a fine line too. Is like, you know, like it makes other people uncomfortable sometimes. I was gonna say that. Because like they kind of subconsciously start thinking about themselves. I'm like, when oh, we man. when we went and grabbed coffee a month yeah, ago, you did the same thing. I yeah. did the exact same thing. Yeah, and like you were forever having an issue with it, right? Oh, yeah, of course, yes. But there's still a part when you started talking about how you know your life has changed for the better and the things that yeah. are happening towards you, and I was like, wow, like it's really working for him. And it's not that I have a problem yeah. right now, but no, I'll go out and I'll get drunk next yeah, Saturday. But a you difference, know? right? I know there is. There's a big difference between going out and having so. a good time. And that and that's where my side is like, I'm never going to be preachy to anybody about, oh, you got to get sober. But I didn't, not, I, didn't, I didn't think you were preachy that yeah, month yeah. ago. Yeah. I didn't think that at all. My thing about being open is like, it's not to be like, oh, everyone needs to go sober because it's better. Yeah. It's like, no, no. Mine's like, if you have a problem and you're struggling with it yeah. and you don't know where to go and you've tried things and it's not working and you're in a bad spot. Like, come talk to me. Yeah. And you, you know what I mean? I can guide you. Like, I don't know the answers, but we can figure it out. Yeah. But I'm never going to be, like, I'll go out with my buddies and sit around and let them, like, they'll drink beer around me all night. Like, it's not a big deal. I'm on stage with Jordan and Rus- Rusty that night. They both had beers. Mm. Like, it's not a big deal. I'm never going to be like, oh, mm. you guys you need yeah. to change. Like, no, if you don't have a problem, you can go out and enjoy yourself. You can go out and enjoy yourself. There's a difference, right? Yeah. But my thing is, like, if I'm open, it makes my night easier. And people will just leave it and be like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. They respect it. Yeah. And it may end up leading to somebody who's like, oh, man, I could really talk to you yeah. about that. So th- there's a difference between, you know, having yeah. a good time and having a problem, right? Let's change the page here a bit. Okay. Let's go to uh, the opportunity that has recently fallen. Not fallen, but has been given to you. I don't know how to say it, but yeah. let's talk about it. Like, it's amazing. You're going yeah. to you're gonna be in L.A. Like, no, before know. you know it, you're going to be in Hollywood. Anyways, so just tell uh, it. Yeah, so the old music career is going to take a little turn for a little while here in May. <laughs> well, I'll start it now. Tell the story about how you said no, 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 and then eventually you just yeah, said yes. So, well, I guess I'll just get it out. So yes. I'm going to be playing Danny Zuko in Greece <laughs> at the Savoy Theater <laughs> at the end of May. Uh, yeah, so one of my friends is like big in the – she sings with me and stuff when she's out and about. She's big in the theater like for years now. And in the summer – she brought it up to me, and I was just like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> not a chance of I doing Absolutely that. not. Yeah, not a chance. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, I guess time went by, and they were still looking for someone to be Danny. And then, yeah, it just, I don't know, I started getting some messages from the director and her again, and the music director, and people were like, you know, kind of coming out. And I went down, I chatted with them. Luckily, it was after I... It was, it was like shortly after I started getting sober and clean. So then when I got down there and I chatted with the music director, Steve Muse, and we did a couple songs and he was like, ah, man, it's kind of like it's here if you want it. 
And I said yes. And I was like, yeah, now here we are. It's coming around the corner. I don't know. How many people audition for the role? Do you know? Oh, uh, I'm not sure. I really don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and you just but stumble in there and get it. There we go. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so I'm in a musical. Oh, my God. Yeah. I bet people wake up dreaming for that position, and you just happen to stumble. It wasn't stumble. me. Like, it wasn't uh, <laughs> me. Yeah. We're playing hockey. You're just in the washroom just trying to be yeah. Danny. Just one day, I'll be well, Danny. And then there's the other side. Is like, if they asked me to be any other character in any other musical, yeah. I probably would have said no. Yeah, but it's But Danny. they're like, do you want to be Danny from Grease? I'm like, ah. I'm kind of a legend. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> so how's it going? Oh, it's fun, man. It's good. Is it? It's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. So I've been down and back in Cape Breton doing that like five, six times a week. But it's a blast. So the show starts, there's five shows starting May 22nd. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's fun, man. Like At the Fiddle? No, in Glace Bay at the Savoy Theater. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Sick. And historic theater down there. Yeah, it's great. Like the director, Ron Jenkins, is awesome. So yeah. I work with him, getting some acting tips. And- Do you struggle with remembering lines? Or do you got them it's all a, down packed? Uh, I don't definitely don't have them all down packed yet. But it's just like it's repetitive, right? You just gotta yeah. do it over and over and over and over. Yeah. And I don't know. Then uh, the choreography, the, tons of dancing, tons of dancing, tons of dancing, a lot yes. of hip shaking, a lot of hip shaking. <laughs> man, it's a workout. Like I'm like exhausted when I get home. Yeah, Cindy Voki runs a tight ship. She's a choreographer. Do you ever have to jump on top of a car and dance? There's a car. There's a car, a car, isn't there? There is like a, a car. Thunderbird or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a car. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fun, man. It's it's been a blast. And Steve Muse is a music director. He's like unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, working with them guys is super fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's, it's a different cha- it's a change of pace. That's for sure. Well, I'm trying to think like you grew up playing hockey your whole yeah. life. You're in a room and now you're in like a dressing room putting makeup on. It's like oh, well, I guess it's so. Changed. It works. It works. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little different. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's a blast to be around, man. It's is like, it? Yeah, it's it's crazy. You're saying the hours were long. You started at six, end at what ten or uh, something? Oh, they're all different, but yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of work goes into it, man. I knew not that I, like I didn't think there was it wasn't going to be a lot of work. But yeah, I didn't realize how much it goes into these things. Man. What's it's, like the biggest challenge that you face because of it all? Uh, lines, line lines. Yeah, like the physical aspect of it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely physical. It's good for like my other music too. Like one thing. I don't do in my own music is like control my voice. Yeah. Like even when I'm writing songs. Yeah. Like I just let my voice do what it's gonna do. Yeah. So like I don't I don't mind the dancing. The dancing's kind of like I look at it like hockey practice. Like when they show you a drill and you do the drill over and over, you're not gonna forget it. It just yeah. it's muscle memory all of a sudden, right? Yeah. So once you do it, so it's just repetitive. But it's the like controlling my voice to hit certain notes at certain times. Yeah. Is a big challenge for me because I sing all the time. But I just sing my own way. But now you're singing Where now a different it's like, way. You need to hit this note here. And it's like, oh. And like you, you really need to think about it and you need to like do different exercises to be able to do that. But like working with Steve Muse and, and Jen Shepard, they've been great to like sh- you know, work with me to show me. But it's, yeah, it's, it takes a lot of work, man. That that's the one thing that I've noticed was like but it'll benefit even my other music in the end, right? So it's a good thing to good practice to get into. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Yeah, That's great. I wanna, fun, I'm going to try to come up to you Cape Breton and see one. You should I got to come up and see it. It'll be worth it. Would we be allowed backstage, do you think? Like filming you? Uh, maybe. You won't be able to film any of the on stage. Yeah, no, no on stage. Yeah, but like backstage, yeah, like can... a behind the scenes day. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll bring it back to them and see what they say. That'd yeah, be fun. It would be great. Like just like we'll go get breakfast with you or something. <laughs> yeah. and we'll go get. Is there rehearsals? 
Like before, there won't be that day, but there'll be like I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not honestly. I don't really know. <laughs> I've never done one before. You're just going with the flow, yeah. whatever you're told. I'm not sure how it works. Yeah, I just show up when they tell me to show up. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm just trying to picture you. You got a leather jacket? Oh, I, I rock one every day. You got a bunch of hair gel? Yeah. And you got to slick it back? They said I should just go method and just be Danny Zuko 24-7. Method action. <laughs> just walk. You do, the, you do this podcast It's so as funny like, when I agreed to do it. Like, I saw Grease, but not for a long time. What? Like, I saw the movie Grease, but oh, yeah. not for a long time. So then, like, you, I, you I agreed to it. do it. And I was like, yeah, cool. And then, like, I threw it on. And I was just like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> like watching Travolta running around. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what am I thinking? Like, what do, what do I think I can do this? Oh, man. Yeah. That's awesome. It's something. <laughs> I got to come up with something. I don't know if I can. I'm not making fun of you, but I don't know if I'll be able to keep a straight face. No, like, just you watching you. Be. Yeah, yeah. All the, be- boys are, all the boys are coming down, like, for the Saturday, like, Cousin awesome. and O'Neal and them. Yeah. So that's going to be a hard one to get through. I think I'm going to watch the movie again, too, just to. Oh, All right, man. that's Wayner now. Yeah, that's me, man. Full on. <laughs> no, man, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah All right. that's good. Let's, so let's talk about the music career. Back to yeah. that. Where's the next thing? Where are you going? Uh, Right now, the next couple things. I got some cool things coming up. Like, May's going to be really busy with that. May? And then, yeah, April. Yeah, April, well, May. I have one coming up. Uh, Yeah, I started putting together these songwriter circles at Taylo. Okay. So we did one so far. That was my first gig back. Yeah. Uh, So it was with Jordan Musician and Rusty James. It went over well. So now I'm throwing another one, I guess it's next weekend, next Saturday, um, with Brian Cathcart from Pretty Archie and uh, Brandon Bates from Broken Road. Yeah. They're brothers, actually. So that's going to be a cool one. And then I got another one lined up in early July with uh, Carmen Townsend and Colette DeVoe. So I'm super fired up for that. Sick. So yeah, Songwriter Circles, it's so fun to do it that way. Did you, did you meet Alan Doyle? Yeah, so that was when we were setting up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We were setting up for uh, for our songwriter circle. At, oh, so that's at, what that that's was. That's what it was. It was me, Jordan, and Rusty. What's he like as a guy? He didn't say much. Like he was so he was playing at the Savoy where Grease is. Okay, is just up the street from Taylor. Yeah, and that's where uh, last I played there one time. Jim Cuddy was playing at the Savoy, and he came down at Taylor while I was playing. Yeah, and then yeah, so Alan Doyle was in there having lunch. Uh, we were setting up. And actually, in in Jordan Musician's uh, bio, Alan Doyle was like hosting a radio show one time. Yeah. And he played one of Jordan's songs. Alan Doyle did while he was hosting the radio show. Yeah. And it said, like, Jordan never met him, but it said, like, Jordan Musician's a great storyteller. And whatever it said, like, yeah. his, he had a comment. And when you open Jordan's, like, bio, it has Alan Doyle's comment, like, quoted Alan Doyle. Sick. So on the Taylor Songwriter Circle, yeah. Promotion like we all had Biles and Jordans had an Alan Doyle quote, and then Alan Doyle was there. That's so they sick. never met, so yeah, yeah. So we, we just had a quick chat. It wasn't like a long conversation or anything, but yeah, yeah. It was sweet. That's a guy yeah. I would love to get on here one day. I bet that guy has stories for oh days. Oh my god, man, I could only imagine. And then I saw you been around for so long. Too. So long. He performed at. Uh, I saw him perform the other day. Don't ask me how or where. Where was it? The convention center, Halifax Convention oh, yeah, Center. Yeah. You were just there with yeah, the it was for singing. a trade show. Yeah, there's a trade show going on. Um, were you Joel, there? I was there. No, I was just there. <laughs> you just you just end up everywhere now. Man, that's this. what I tell you. Like about these things. Like when we're at classifieds the other day, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, you know? yeah. hey man, I get you. I don't think that feeling will ever go away. I get that on stage all the time, and now I'm getting it at Grease. Like I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, 
yeah. when we're in Boston, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. But I also remember uh, Brian from Pretty Arches having a conversation with him in the summer. And they were just, after getting back from Denmark, they did like a festival over there. Yeah. And uh, I remember him being like, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, doesn't matter like who you play for, where you play. He goes, I don't think you're ever going to feel like you're supposed to be there. No matter where you get to, you're always just like, what am I doing here? How did I get here? Yeah. But I don't know. I guess that's the, the cool part of it, right? I guess so. When you're there, you just kind of go with the flow and don't yeah, think about it. But, after. but when you come home and go to bed at night, you're like, what did I just do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the cool. That's why it's so cool. It is. Well, yeah. I guess so. That's the cool part of yeah. it. Yeah. And then we have a uh, Sniggly Wiggly show coming up. I love that place. May 4th. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be good. So we're going over to uh, have some people coming up from Cape Breton to play. So there's going to be four of us. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome. It's going to be me, Jordan Musician, Carmen Townsend, and Colette DeVoe. Okay. So we're all heading over to the ECMAs on the Thursday and then into Halifax on Saturday night to play Sneaklies. Man, you're on the road. You're actually doing this. Yeah, yeah. You're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, some cool things are happening. Luckily, I'm actually here now and I'm not like, you know, I can wake up in the morning the next day after shows. <laughs> Did you figure out how to drive standard yet, the car? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm we're, not that bad. So we're, when we, was that when we were? Yeah, we went to Starbucks. Oh, and yeah. Like a month ago, Wayne and I went to go get Starbucks just to talk, chat, meet up. And he, was it your brother's car? My brother's car. And yeah. he's just like, man, I don't know how to fucking drive standard here. So hopefully we get out of the parking lot. So he's trying to put it in reverse. <laughs> I have a lot of standard driving stories, man. I ran the first day. Brett was happening like I had to drop Brett off at the airport and then take his car, and I never drove a standard before. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow on the highway, I like shifted down, and the car just like jolted. And Brett had a white T-shirt on. He was sitting passenger seat, yeah. and I didn't want to drive a standard. And I was like, I, I was doing the rant of like, why do people drive standards anyway? Like, this is stupid. Like, why can't you just put it in drive? Brett's like, it's fun. Oh, yeah, Brett. I'm having a ton of fun driving this car. Like, it's not fun. He had a big coffee stain down the front of his shirt. But me and, uh, I don't know if you know my buddy Adam Cadigan one night. I had Brett's car. And it was, I think we were home for like, I don't know, Easter weekend or something when we were younger. And I had Brett's standard. And uh, we were... <laughs> We were in Tim Morton's drive-thru yeah. after uh, having a little puff or something. <laughs> and I was in the drive-thru, and I couldn't get through the drive-thru. Like, my car just kept stalling and, like, jolting forward. <laughs> was there people behind you? Up to the window, and it was like, boom, boom, boom. And there was, like, six cops inside of Tim Hortons, and I'm, like, out in the standard, just, like, slowly moving ahead. I remember, like, we were ter- we were petrified. But yeah, so I'm not that comfortable in the standard. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Well, if you're on the road and you're in the standard, you'll figure it out. I guess it's easy to drive on the highway, just less in the city. Yeah, it's harder to yeah, drive. Yeah. Parking on the hills in Halifax. It's a struggle, man. It's a struggle. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So you're living in Halifax now? Uh, Right now, I'm back in Cape Breton. Because, oh, yeah, for the rehearsals. Yeah, rehearsals. Because it's like pretty much five, six times a week. So I'll be back there until the end of May. Then back to Halifax for the beginning of June, man. Unreal. Yeah, so I've got some gigs lined up here, and then i got some back at home. But, yeah, i got some steady gigs up here for June and stuff. So That's I'll sick, be around man. the city, man. You're living the dream. Trying to. Trying, you <laughs> Trying are. Trying to, man. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, so are you. Yeah, I guess so. This is cool. I guess so. Thanks for buying the raffle tickets, by the way. Oh, yeah. Wayner, as soon as he came in here, I pitched him. I was like, hey, you got to buy some raffle tickets. Yeah. He's like, all right, no problem. Bought two. That's our flight to Thunder Bay. Not my two. I yeah, those that we needed twenty more bucks. Did to, you really? Yeah. Well, not oh. re- not really, but <laughs> that'll buy yeah, us. Uh, player's name: Justin Belanger. <laughs> I did play there. It's true. I was thinking. I don't think you played 
You weren't with the no, Knicks when I was with. Because I was two years. Right. I didn't make the team two years in a row. I played high school. Uh, yeah. And then, did you play all three years in midgets? No, I only I did the same thing. I played two years of high school. I loved high school hockey. Yeah, that was fun, man. Because you get to play in front of your friends, yeah. and then you get to go to school and be with all your teammates. Imagine if everyone from your major midget team was at your school. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just like that. Bad. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be good. Be a good thing. Imagine if all of us in the Marauders or Lions all went to school together. That wouldn't be Some good Some of us either. were at St. Mary's at the same time. I remember when we, it was me, you, and Brad McDonald. We <laughs> all used to just sit there, eat pizza from Pizza Pizza, and just ask ourselves, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Yeah. I'd go to class, sit there, listen to this old guy speak about the ocean. <laughs> and I got a game in Camelton tomorrow. Yeah. And we're just sitting there. I'm like, why am I trying to learn? What are we doing? How is this going to benefit me? Doesn't that seem like a lifetime ago? Oh, man. I was thinking about, yeah. Yeah. It's like, we need to throw like a, we need to throw like a uh, reception, like a Lions Marauders reception. Just get all the boys just on the get mic. get all the guys back. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be fun, man, to have a little gathering somewhere. It would be. Well, essentially, that's what your it's shows been a long are. time ago. That's now. what your shows are, Seriously, man. Though, Every yeah. time you have a show, all the boys I are like, all right, Wainer's playing, let's go. I know, I that's know. What it is. I know. Troy it's, was it's, at the last one. Yeah, it's awesome for that, eh? It's a great time. Like, yeah, Clarky's always kicking around. Brad. Oh, Clarky. Clarky came on the podcast. I know, eh? I remember I got you to yeah, talk yeah. about the Nogler, Nogler yeah. and John. Great story, by the way. Oh, great yeah. story. Yeah, that is my favorite Clarky story. That's amazing that you guys were living with him too. I didn't know that. I thought you guys were always downtown. No, the first year me and Poppy were living with Nogler. <laughs> it was something. <laughs> I, I, we could do a whole series on that. Well, I got to get Clarky back on too. That guy, he's a teacher now. Yeah, he's teaching at. He's that's a, a great profession. Like if the, if Clarky would be the best teacher. If someone ever told me what he was gonna do for a living, I'd yeah. be like, yeah, that makes sense. Hundred percent. He just loves doing that stuff. Yeah. Um. All right, man. Cool. Unless you want to say anything else. No, no, it's all good, man. Thanks Do you want to play back. a song? You got the guitar. Yeah, we can throw one on if you Well, want. at the end of every podcast, we always end it with a, a song, like to ease it out, so it might as well be one of your songs. I can right. pause this and then we'll play it out. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Good to go. I've been running with go so long I can't find my way home It'd be the same old town Playing the same old show Dreams last year across the sky the ones that ain't been chose Trip my nights in four days I suppose Oh, I suppose 
running so loud Been running so loud Been running so loud I can't take it anymore Surrender to the big old sun It's been said I stand stubbornly alone With stones as legs Walk colors of a flower trail you see it ain't all dead Patience in each day Doves will fly overhead Oh, breathe it in Running so long Running so long I've been running so long I can't take it anymore Not as many around anymore To listen to stories I tell When my truth wasn't cheap It won't be sold For less than pain So fairly well Fairly well Been running so long Been running so long I've been running so long I can't take it anymore